Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. These guys are nuts. What the hell is wrong with these people? Hello there. Welcome. This is the Festivus Boys. This is the podcast that's dedicated to a man who we both have a lot of time for, the late, great Frank Costanza, who came up with this great concept of Festivus, which is the annual airing of the grievances with the family. We decided to turn it into a weekly podcast. I'm Peter. He's Marjay. Marjay, how are you, mate? Yeah, good dude. Yes. Uh, it is a, it's, it's supposed to be a yearly thing, but we're doing it uh, mm. weekly uh, yeah. because there's so many grievances to talk about. And in yeah. fact, it, it could be, it could be, it could be every single day, and who knows? It, it might work out to be like every single day. I was just thinking that it actually probably could be hourly, but uh, then you've got, <laughs> you've got to have a life around it. So we've we've cut it off at weekly right now, but I reckon we should leave it open to um, perhaps special double ups if something really gets our goat midweek. Oh, absolutely! There's never a, there's never a moment in my life when I'm never angry. <laughs> it, it, it's constant. It's constant frustration. That's it. So another episode, another set of grievances to air, mate. As always, you can kick it off. What's really got you going this week? Well, one thing I wanted to particularly touch on in light of Hugh Jackman, the great Australian actor, uh, screen and and stage, terrific Mm -hmm. actor Hugh Jackman, uh, announcing after 27 years of marriage to Deborah Lee Furness that that they're separating. So they've been married for 27 years, I think 26 years, but anyway, it's roughly around there which in Hollywood terms is a very successful relationship. Yeah, it is. Uh, For you and I, that probably equates like 350 years or something. (laughs) In all seriousness, like you very rarely hear of Hollywood uh, superstars being married for for so long. Correct. I mean, just think about all the temptations. So this is the the issue. It's a false world they live in. They're they're on set banging other people. So, I mean... (laughs) They are. Or pretend banging, at least. Yeah, yeah, pretend. uh, and, you know, the thing about Hugh Jackman and, and Deborah Lee Furness, everybody was sort of questioning that relationship and whatever. She was, I think, 13 years or something older than him, which doesn't make a big deal at all. I don't really care about that stuff. And vice versa, when a guy marries somebody who is like at least 20 years younger, I don't think it's a big deal. But the thing that I found fascinating about this fucking story is that when it broke, I was reading a couple of publications. I'd be reading the Sydney Morning Herald and it was like, you know, breaking news. Deborah Lee Furness and Hugh Jackman separating after 26 years. But then I was reading another publication, which is similar to like the Daily Mail. And the story was Deborah Lee Furness and Hugh Jackman separating a move that has shocked the world. (laughs) And I'm going, oh, this is shocking the world. Like th- this yeah. is not shocking the world. Like there are far more fucking import- uh, important things shocking the world than Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness separating. And then they were going on about you know the relationship, and uh, it's, it's shocked everybody in Hollywood. No, it didn't. Most <laughs> people in Hollywood were going. It's about fucking time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were expecting it to happen sooner or later. But the I trade just find in was it, due years ago. I, I just find it fascinating. That uh, that people are so invested in celebrity relationships, oh, depending again on which publication you're reading. But like, I don't think I spoke to anybody that was shocked. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, cool, Hugh Jackman, Deborah Lee Furness, 
Mm. Like no one comes up to you and go, oh, did you hear? <laughs> did you hear Hugh Jackman and Deborah are fucking separating? Nobody did that. No, no, they didn't. I did a survey and 0% were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Like nobody cares. And it's the news cycle. And I know we might have spoken about this before. Like I'd be, I'd be watching the news, like, you know, either Sky News or, or Channel 7 or Channel 9 here in Australia. And it'd be breaking news. Fog has descended on Sydney. <laughs> One plane reroutes to somewhere else. <laughs> like, why is fog over fucking the eastern seaboard breaking news? Uh, well, you are talking about Sky News here, so anything can be breaking news on Yeah, Sky but even Peter Overton, who I really yeah. respect, yeah. I'm telling you, he's sitting in that chair and he's going, oh, fuck, another breaking news story about fog. Yeah, well, <laughs> you might respect him, but he's not writing the story. So well, that's true. in the newsrooms decided that's breaking news. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And with with uh, Hollywood, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I, I might be shocked if they separated after six months or three months or something, but, I mean, some of them don't even last a week these days. So this, <laughs> I, I knew something was up on day two. <laughs> but this bullshit of 26 years, I mean, that's a good innings, you know, hold your head up high. The bit that does my head in with that stuff isn't the um, so much the, uh, the, the separation, uh, and again, because it's not shocking at all. It's the bit where they release a joint statement about how much they love and respect each other and yeah. you know, how much they enjoy each other's company. Well, clearly you don't, otherwise you wouldn't be separating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of it. You want to yeah. explore other avenues. I get that. Just say that. They, they should they should be a lot more honest. And you're right, they all do it. They all put out, you know, joint statements on their fucking Instagram mm. saying that I have a deep uh, love for this person and respect. Yeah. That's how relationships survive. <laughs> love <laughs> and right. respect, you degenerates. <laughs> That's right. And then two days later, turning up with the new girlfriend or the new boyfriend. Oh, that deep love and respect's gone out the door quite quickly. Yeah, it, it, sorry, I wanted to just say just on that quickly. It, it's like when you see like close friends and they post on social media like just relentlessly how mm. much they love their partner, yeah. how much they're always doing stuff together, how this person makes them laugh and cry and, and no one else in the world matters. Yeah, three minutes later, we're separating. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was too much crying and not enough laughing. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, no, I get it. it's uh it's not going to change though because as you said the 24-hour news cycle has made it an obsession to make anything news and, and so you've now got a situation um in parts of the world and certainly in darwin this is common now i'm sure it's not just in darwin but that's a market that i know pretty well so channel 9 in darwin have an ad that runs 24 hours a day whenever i guess they've got gaps in scheduling and it says something like, have you seen some news unfolding? Take some photos or video oh, with wow. your own phone and send them to us here at night. That's your job to do that. <laughs> Why am I doing your fucking job? You take your camera and you take your video and you go out and do it. Otherwise, I'll just work for Channel 9. It, yeah, it's weird. I, I find that amazing. But that's this thirst for having news all the time. 
All right. Well, I'm going to uh, air my first grievance for this episode. And actually, it, it's along similar lines of, of yours, but from the opposite angle. And it's to do with the media and it's to do with their absolute obsession with the word star, right? And where it really got me going was on the weekend, there was an article about stars get married in Greek wedding extravaganza. So, okay, I'll buy it. I'll click on it. So the stars were, uh, they're both Australian but of other extracts. So one was a Greek Australian, one's from somewhere else, Middle East or something like that. And he is a celebrity TikToker. (laughs) And she is a, Instagram model, stars. <laughs> I've never fucking heard of either of them. The wedding was ridiculous. She looked like a fucking marshmallow or something. And now complete, and utter, <laughs> complete and utter nobodies are now called stars because they can buy a million followers on Instagram, which you and I can do. and We can be a star by the end of the day if we really want to. What yes. is going on in the world, mate? Star. And the other one is this. is uh, I saw an article... Um, online about a star footballer turned property developer, right? I was like, okay, what's this all about? AFL player. No, not everyone's into AFL. I do understand that. But for those who are, I'd never heard of this bloke. Now, to be a star, you've got to actually have achieved something. To play a game doesn't just make you a star. And and, and he was still only 28 or something, which means he wasn't that much of a star because his career's already done and dusted. And I just thought, <laughs> fuck me. It's it's very easy now to be labelled a star because it's all been diminished by social media. Like mm. I remember when I used, I remember the first time I think I saw uh, Sylvester Stallone in First Blood. Yeah. Like, and people were talking about it. I think I th- I was fourteen when it came out or something. And people are talking about Sylvester Stallone in First Blood. You got to go see this movie. And then I, I, I remember it came out on, on, on video, VHS, whatever. Mm. And I, 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 you weren't a, you I, weren't a beta man. Uh, no, I, no, no, VHS. VHS. We, gotcha. we were very, we were very advanced, <laughs> very advanced family. Um, and I remember going across to the video shop, and we rented this video, and we came back and we watched it. And I wanted to be like so that initially. In fact, that was the that was the movie that started me in like. My personal uh, sort of um, endeavor journey. to be say journey, yeah, go and say yeah, the word journey. I yeah, yeah, journey, yeah, journey to become uh, less of a fat bastard and start working out. You know, because I was a, I was a very rotund uh, teenager. You were, you, uh, you, you were what the um, the Middle Eastern brigade and and the uh, Greeks would describe as very very healthy young boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> eat, eat. What's wrong with you? Eat. <laughs> That was my mother. Eat. Yeah. You go to family member's house. Eat. What's wrong yeah. with you? You, you, you? You're skinny. No, I'm not. I'm fucking morbidly obese. Eat. Eat. Um, and, you know, it was Sylvester Stallone. I remember seeing Terminator and, you know, Schwarzenegger was a star. And, you know, even Julia Roberts in fucking Pretty Woman. Like, um, these are 80s movies, but, you know, they were major, major superstars. But now mm. it, it's all... You, you, a, a superstars in Hollywood must be really reeling 
because <laughs> you know, yeah. like th- their their role as a celebrity superstar has been diminished by somebody that can fucking simply mime to a song on TikTok and become an international superstar. Yeah, or get their boobs out on Instagram and and try a bikini on. Apparently, trying a bikini on makes you a star. <laughs> and never mind the fact they're pumped full of that much plastic so that everything looks like it's in place, but their bodies will take about 20,000 years to decompose afterwards. Anyway. It's, it's, it's crazy seeing on social media. Like, I, I was fascinated with TikTok when I got it. And then I was watching, like, and I, and I was watching it going, here I am in radio. Like, and I'm not trying to be a star, but I'm mm. just, I'm, I'm trying to become successful and, 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 um, you know, uh, generate some followers on, on the social media because it correlates now with radio. And you've got these guys and girls, but I was following these guys that are simply mimicking or simply miming mm. to, for example, Bob Hawke's famous speech when he <laughs> said, everybody, you're a bum if yeah, you're yeah. after Australia won the America's yeah, Cup. Yeah. And th- all they're doing is, is miming. That's it. Yeah. In front of a fucking uh, phone, and they've got like four hundred thousand followers. I, I I couldn't agree more. What I think it's also done though is it's kind of you know you you mentioned it before. What do the true superstars think of all this? Well, if you have a look at it, it's kind of um, flipped things around as well. And and I'll give you an example. Uh, not that he's been that prevalent in recent times due to a previous drama, but somebody like Will Smith felt the need to go onto Instagram and TikTok and make these videos where I think as soon as a celebrity or star does that, they're automatically diminishing their brand. But they've all felt the need to do it. And the other thing they've all felt the need to do is television, which previously was not the domain of a movie star, but they're all doing TV shows now on streaming platforms. Netflix, all the big stars are doing Netflix series now on Netflix movies. Yeah, And look, I don't want to take anything away from people that are genuinely very entertaining on social media. Yeah. I, 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 I really follow some very entertaining. I follow some very informative people on, on Instagram and social media, all those platforms and Twitter. Um, and there are people that are legitimately funny. And the best avenue for them to get their content out there was to start on social media. But I'm, again, and I, I'm talking about people that are just fucking doing like a, a booty dance. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then, and they every single photo is of them in a two piece bikini, or you know, just guys fucking doing these poses in yeah. their board shorts and, and suddenly they've got like half a million followers and mm. no, and you're right i can't pull that off but uh, again it has I diminished never said that, again it's diminished what what it means to be like famous absolutely and, and I, I and i also concur 100% social media and youtube for example which technically could be a search engine it could be social media however oh, you definitely, want to view it. yeah it's all of those things. It has given an avenue for people who do have genuine talent to, if they don't want to go into radio full-time or they don't want to be a TV yeah. personality or whatever, it's given them a platform where they can actually get a following, uh, whether it's for entertainment, whether it's for business, whether it's for whatever. That's, and I think that's absolutely brilliant. That, that aids all of us. But unfortunately, it brings with it the completely untalented who also can hit record and, as you say, <laughs> you know, may, may have grown up with a mild benefit thanks to the gene pool 
And as a result, uh, I'm milking it. Uh, I said to my wife yesterday, and she said, I don't know why you look at them, which, okay, fair enough. But in, in my feed, particularly Instagram, is just one after another of these mildly attractive people, exactly as you just described, wearing next to nothing, either doing a dance or miming something or whatever. And they, some of them have got millions of followers. Yeah, yeah. And then once in a while, you'll see they do like a sponsored post. Now, take the attractive Instagram girls, for example, right? If you go into the comment section, there's usually three, four, five, six hundred, a thousand comments from all these devos saying, oh, you're hot. I know what I'd like to do to you and blah, blah, blah. How's the sponsored post getting any benefit from that? <laughs> if she's advertising a makeup brand or whatever, the deadbeats that follow her aren't going out to buy the makeup brand or the so anyway. Look, there are people, there are people that are that are using social media to to because they want to be they want to be validated, they want to be famous. And that's fine. Give it a shot, whatever. But and and you know what? Again, I watch a lot of YouTube and I'll my, my young son watches Mr. Beast. For example, and I watch Mr. Yeah. Beast videos, and that that guy is extraordinary. Like he is extraordinary. Yeah, he'll put up one video, and after like twenty minutes, he's got like twenty million views. Mm-hmm. But he does compelling stuff. And the other thing that he does, which is really a a, a, a credit to him, is that he donates a fuckload of money. Yeah. He helps. He helps a lot of people, um, and he openly he openly tries to. Um, encourage people that are content creators and help people like he's doing it almost from an altruistic sort of yeah um you know angle which i I really appreciate yeah i completely agree um so my grievance isn't against talented people is basically what we're saying it's talentless yeah talentless yes that's where the concern comes in it's just the overuse of the word star yeah exactly it's like the journalist has no other way of describing someone who's got a TikTok following, oh, oh, no, I'll call them a celebrity star. Well, then they're neither a celebrity nor a star. They just happen to have maybe done something that attracted a particular niche in the market. For it's, it's, like when you, it's like when you read about the uh, upcoming season of maths and they'll go through <laughs> oh. all the fucking degenerate bloody <laughs> contenders who yeah, are yeah. always like, oh, you know what? I've really struggled in my life to find somebody that means a lot to me and I want to find a really special person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Well, idiot, you're not meeting them on a show that's going to be fucking, you know, it's going to be contrived so you can be teamed up with some ex-crim yeah. Just, just for the, just for the content of it all. And don't say you're going on there to fucking meet the love of your life. You're full of shit. Correct. Okay. And, and just remember that the psychologists that run that debacle, their only theory is opposites attract. So yeah. if you don't want the complete opposite of you, don't go anywhere near that show. Anyway, wow. that's, that's it for stars. What else you got for me this week? Yeah, yeah, piss off with the stars. You know what I want to talk about? And this happened to me. This happened to me. This, it's happened to me a couple of times. Again, I don't want to come across as some kind of snob <laughs> when it comes to, to drinking coffee. It might but be I'm, too late, mate. Yeah, it's probably too late. Who cares? I don't care. Um, the thing is, I was standing at this coffee shop the other day and, you know, generally I listen to what people like to order at, at, at you know, when they're standing in line and this one woman standing in front of me orders a double shot 
decaf cappuccino. <laughs> a double shot. A double shot. So she's decaf. A, she's more of a coffee hater than a coffee lover. Listen, nobody wants you in the coffee culture. Forget it. Leave. <laughs> no one cares for your double shot fucking decaf cappuccino. It doesn't make any difference. Have a decaf. It's the same taste. Yeah. A double shot decaf. Yeah. Or just have one normal shot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm just, as you're saying it, I'm just trying to think. Like, Because, for example, when I first started drinking coffee, I used to find a full strength coffee used to make me a bit jittery. Yeah. So I used to drink half strength for quite a while. And then I progressed to three-quarter strength, which I'm sure the barista's like, who is this idiot? But now I just have normal coffee, right? But if you have a double shot latte, for example, you're doing it because you, you're tired maybe or you want the extra buzz or the extra kick. But the double shot decaf, I don't think it's going to provide extra flavor. No, it's not. I don't think it's going to be, uh, provide it's extra a, flavor. It's just a more expensive decaf. I mean, I order double shot lattes. I always order double shots. I've ordered double shots for 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 years. And in fact, sometimes I'll have eight or nine, or eight or ten shots of coffee per day. Wow! Still, it, yeah, yeah, still. Like I've already had. I've had today. I've had like already. I've had four. And we're recording this. It's eleven o'clock in the morning, Australian Eastern the, Standard Time. Are these the days when you can't get your hands on something? You know, a little, a little more uh, underground. <laughs> no, I, I, I legitimately drink that much coffee. I like no. coffee. Do you and do you do you feel the need to have it? Like, have you had four because you go, oh, I need some more energy? Part of it is no, no. I don't. I, I'm I'm full of energy. I, right. I'm fine with energy. I like the taste of coffee. Um, it, part of it sometimes it's habitual. Like I'll be driving past a Seven Eleven. And I don't oh, yeah. even really want a coffee, but I'll go in there and I'll get like a, a two dollar fucking. It's a plate. bargain, mate. You've got to get a bus. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love the taste of coffee, and you know I am a bit of a snob when it comes to coffee. Yeah, it's like you know I'm, I mean I've I've been with people. I've, I've been in a line where people will order a a a, a cappuccino three quarter strength. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm not a professional <laughs> fucking barista, all right? But to pour a three-quarter uh, yeah, three yeah. strength yeah. shot of coffee, th th there's no science behind it. He's just mm. letting it pour and whatever. If It might come out a bit watery. And it's can, I, with the can I tell you from experience, right? Because I'm so glad you bring that up because I, I felt like I felt like anybody listening to this would have just had a sigh of disappointment when they heard about my previous coffee ordering. Yeah, I did, but I didn't and, want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, no, that's okay. You, in fact, <laughs> you probably should have. I deserved it. But here's the thing. And, and again, I'm also no coffee snob, right? So I just like a cappuccino. I like a cappuccino without the chocolate on top. That's just me. You know, shoot me down. That's fine. But I find the McDonald's drive through very convenient, right? And of course, I think every fifth coffee, you get a free one. And on the app, you get all sorts of good deals from time to time, you know, $2 large or whatever. So anyway, that's fine. You can, again, shoot me down because some people would say, oh, that's dishwater, that crap. That's fine. Yeah, it's shit. But I was ordering half strength. I was ordering three-quarter strength. I was changing. I went from latte to cappuccino. And just, I couldn't get it right, right? And it used to really, really annoy me because... Despite all that, I love my coffee. So I just like a drink and, as you say, the taste of it and whatever. And I just usually have one a day. Ever since I stopped changing the orders and just order a large cappuccino, 
without the chocolate, perfect every time. So I don't know what they do, but you're absolutely right. Whatever they're doing, the barista, who could be 15 and has no idea, by the way, or could be 45 and the manager of the store and goes, who is this fucking dickhead ordering three-quarter strength? Righto. So I think once you just order the normal ones, you're on a much better path to getting something you like. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If you stick to something that, that you want and you order it on a regular basis. I don't order coffee at, at McDonald's. Uh, let me just say, because there's, it's usually a seven and a half year old that's making it <laughs> and, and, and it is rubbish and it's incredibly expensive for what it is. Like mm. it's, it's really expensive coffee for what it is. And, you know, look, we, we can get into it. I, when somebody says to me that they don't drink coffee, I used to find that a little bit off putting. Offensive almost. Well, that's just you don't drink coffee. What do you do? Like seriously, like <laughs> I could do? never sit. I I could never sit in the coffee shop with you. And what, 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 yeah, yeah. How are we going to even have a conversation? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I've, got, I've got friends. I've got some friends of mine that will go to a coffee shop. I'll order a coffee and I'll order like a hot chocolate. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, you know, I'm sitting opposite a twelve year old. We're going to be at different tables while you drink that, mate. <laughs> but uh, and we can go into a whole new different bloody angle I might leave it for another episode where we can talk about all the different varieties of milk now yeah, yeah, yeah. you know oat milk and fucking yeah. almond milk and lactose free milk and yeah. and bloody uh, oat milk and and goat milk like you get I really I'm not that fucking old but I used to you'd go to the supermarket and there was like three types of milk yep. the, the milk aisle now at Coles ah Dude, it's a hundred meters. It, it is, and Got fucking uh, pasteurized milk and, uh, and sugar-free protein milk. Just give me fucking milk, bro. You, you need to have your wits <laughs> about you too, because it can cost you a pretty penny if you pick up the wrong bottle. Let me tell you. Yeah, no, I think we will get into that. I think we leave that for a separate. Yeah, episode. we'll leave that for another episode. I know you've got another grievance. Just to finish on the coffee very quickly, though, and uh, I'll be interested to hear your opinion on this. Uh, I, I bought myself an espresso machine. Right. And I've got to say, ever since then, I just make my own coffees at home because I, I make my own latte or my own cappuccino to my exact uh, sort of strength and texture that I like. I can I can take a double shot or a single shot. That's up to me. The little pods are you know, not that expensive. And the end result is I get a coffee I love every time because I've made it. The Nespresso machines are good. I've got one. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I don't often use it because I, I find it's, it doesn't really pour the type of coffee that I like. And I've got a proper like like a professional grade uh, barista uh, machine, like uh, a coffee machine that with a grip set. Wow. Um, which, I, which I use on the regular. And after this podcast, I'll probably have another coffee. <laughs> but again, I, when I was living in Sydney, and this is no joke, I, I would we were spending between myself and my partner, at least $5,000 a year on coffee. Yeah, yeah. And now that's that's been slashed because I very rarely go out in public. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's probably saved me a fair bit too. Not, I know you said that as a joke, but it just makes it so much easier. You can make your own. So, all right, I'll, I'll talk to you later about that because I'm interested in the, uh, in the uh, U-Butte coffee maker. Barista style. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic because uh, this is something that's been pissing me off for a long time. This is a grievance that really, it shouldn't be still occurring, but for some reason, companies are getting away with it. 
And that is companies that are trying to excuse their shit service under the guise of COVID-19. Right? <laughs> it does my head in, particularly big business, right? If you ring any of the big banks, uh, insurance, you know, any big business, you, you can imagine, but even down to your car dealers and, and you're not so big business, generally what happens is you call the number, uh, the the uh, computer answers it and says, hello, you've called you know, such and such a bank. Uh, due to the situation right now, we can't take your call at this time. There's even some companies that will say, call back later. <laughs> what the fuck? You've got the technology. At least humor me and take a message, right? Even if you don't check the messages and record, you know, return any of them, at least humor me. You are making billions and billions of dollars in profits. The only thing that happened was during COVID, you sent some people home, right? And we know that because when they would answer the phone, you could hear their kid or their dog in the background, which didn't bother me, but that's just that's just a sign of the times. But to this day, these companies have never switched back into, oh, we do normal business now. They've actually seen it as a, a way of reducing expenses yeah. and they're taking the piss, meanwhile writing billions and billions of dollars in profit. The, Are you finding this? The, the, the service is, is shocking and I'll give you a perfect example. I recently got a very hefty uh, tax bill from the mm. ATO, which mm. can also um, be included in... Um, in this sort of uh, fucking every episode, every episode of the grievances, but uh, it's it's a it's a business in effect, you know, run yeah, by the absolutely. Australian government. I had to ring because I wanted to inquire. Uh, it, was a, it was a fairly big. It was a it was a capital gains tax that I had to pay. Yeah. Um. And I rang. I tried to call the ATO because I wanted to. Somebody told me that you could pay it in installments and yep. not incur uh, an interest rate and all this type of stuff. Mm. Anyway. I, I, I rang the ATO the first time, and this is only a few weeks ago. Uh, and they said that you'll be uh, you'll be waiting for at least fifteen minutes, which quickly changed to like forty five minutes. Yep. And here I am ringing them to want to give them fucking money, <laughs> yes. and they're not taking my call. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not taking the call. Uh, like, and then they yeah, say, yeah. "All right, leave your number, and we'll we'll call you back." You uh, can stay uh, in the queue. At a certain time, or you can stay in the queue. Yeah, yeah. And I often stay in the queue. Yep. Because I, I, I'm not. I don't trust that they're going to call me back. No, I agree. They're not going to call me back. But often they don't. No, they this don't. The thing. It, it, and in a way, it's like, oh, I applaud you for that because you at least pretended to take my call. Whereas half of them don't even bother doing that. I'm just trying to think who it, it, it might have been a government organisation, and they said the current wait time is over. An hour and four minutes. Please call back again later. Well, what's going to change? Exactly. What's change is, and then, and then you fucking call back and they say, oh, we're not open now. Have to call back during business hours. <laughs> and you know what is even worse than that is when you call them. This happens a lot in government organizations. It's happened at the ATO. You yeah. call them. You go through all the procedure of dialing one oh. and putting hash and all that bullshit. And then... They fucking hang up on you. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my god! It, it it it's become a pandemic of its own. Shit service. And to be honest, having lived overseas in in some countries that kind of pride themselves on service, we weren't that good to start with. No, we and weren't. We've allowed COVID 
to just go, you know what? Who gives a shit? We'll just do whatever we want. Blame it on COVID and no one can say jack about it. I, I got an email a couple of weeks ago. No, actually, I got a phone call from a from a lender. And uh, this lender was taken over by a new business. And they, they mm-hmm. rang me and they said, oh, hello, Marjay. We want to discuss your current loan situations. How, how have you been? How's the family? And we had a really long chat on the phone. <laughs> and then they sent me an email yeah. uh, regarding my situation and they broke it down and all that type of stuff. And again, with the email, very nice, very warm. It was almost conversational. And then I sent an email back to them saying, listen, I've actually, I've gotten rid of one property. I only have one mortgage now and uh, it's only got like $100,000 on it. The email was, um, they, re- they, they replied to that by saying, okay, thanks very much for your time. Hope everything's okay. That was it. They didn't give a shit after that. <laughs> it was it was one line. It was almost, yeah. okay, that's great. Have a good day. <laughs> they, they haven't perfected the art of sales, which means you need mm. at least seven contact points before you should give up. I think um, I've got a solution for these businesses like the ATO, and that is if the money's coming to you, right, if it's a situation where you're going to make money, have your stupid little – IVR, it's called, that computer that answers the call, have it say, if you want to pay us money, press one and make that the express. Yeah. And then if you're just calling about some shit we don't care about, press two. Uh, just on service, I just want to quickly touch on this because it, 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 it happened to us, well, not, not even a year ago, maybe six months ago, when car dealers, remember when you'd go into a car dealership and you'd want a yeah. car, but you'd have to wait fucking you know, 18 months for it. Yes, I do. Yeah, and second-hand cars, you'd buy a car new, you'd drive it for a year, then it was worth more than what you had bought it for. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. changed. Like, that, yeah. the prices are dropping. We went into this car dealership uh, and my brother was looking to buy a van. Long story short, the guy comes out um, very obnoxious and <laughs> Ron, Ronnie's talking to him about buying this car. And he's asking him very simple questions. And then I asked him a question about some Ford Raptor and I was interested. I'm saying, oh, this Ford Raptor, it's like more than, you know, what it was worth a year ago. And he's going, yes, that's the market now. (laughs) And then Ronnie says to him, my brother says to him, he goes, oh, so, um, yeah, so what about this van here? And he was like, listen, mate, I've already explained to you the prices of these cars. If you're serious about buying, we can talk. And then I fucking blew up. (laughs) <laughs> like I blew up and I said, don't you dare talk to, and I literally, I went up to him and I said, don't you dare talk to us like this. Yeah. My family have bought from this dealership for a number of years. Get me the manager, like yeah. straight away like that. Yeah, and yeah. Th- they, it's just some, some fuckwit car dealer who left school at, you know, 12, started yeah. washing cars. Who's overpaid for his second handies and now trying to rip off everyone he can. Absolutely. And, and, you know, walks around in pants and a shirt, thinks he's a fucking high roller. I'll fucking buy and sell you in three minutes, prick. Like, don't talk to my fucking family like this. And I'm not a, I'm not a fucking, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a uncompassionate fucking person. Like, I, we were simply having a conversation, and he yeah, went yeah. off at us. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, the people that think they know more than everybody else uh, are annoying. Again, could easily be a topic for another week. Um, I should apologise to uh, any parents who. Didn't get the warning at the start of this episode. <laughs> didn't put out. <laughs> uh, whatever. You'll know for future episodes. This is not a. Uh, 
this is not a podcast for kids. We, we not necessarily, be, no, no. No, not we don't pretend it to be, but we will be talking about kids in future episodes, I have oh. no doubt, because they they really deliver a lot of grievances on a daily basis. Especially this generation. Correct, big, mate. Big, big problems. All right, brother. Correct. It's been a pleasure. I will catch you again next week on The Fair of Us Boys. See you soon. The Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. Are they for real? What's wrong with them? What the hell is wrong with these people?